Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This morning, border ban timeline. The Queensland Premier unlikely to budge on restrictions before December. Zero streak ends. Australia's no community transmission milestone broken with a new Sydney coronavirus case recorded. Hopes for the end of mandatory masks. The Victorian Health Minister signals when the state could pack away face coverings. And the US election campaign intensifies with a battleground blitz just days ahead of the big vote. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Queensland's border ban looks set to stay until at least December after the strong stance on state lines helped deliver Anastasia Palaszczuk a historic third election win. Federal Health Minister Greg Hunt says he's confident National Cabinet can fulfil its goal of having the country open internally by Christmas. Ms Palaszczuk confirmed she will review the border situation on December the 1st. We stood strong, Queensland. We stood together. We stared down our critics. A primary vote collapse for One Nation propelled Labor to a crushing victory, securing the party a confirmed majority. Australia reached zero community transmission yesterday for the first time in five months, but it was short-lived, with a child in Sydney testing positive. The case didn't make Sunday's tally after being detected after the 8pm deadline. The case was a second child who caught COVID-19 from another child at a Sydney trampoline park where they were both playing last Saturday. Officials say it's the sixth case linked to a cluster in Hoxton Park in the city's southwest. The end could soon be in sight for compulsory face masks in Victoria as coronavirus figures remain low. Melburnians have enjoyed their first weekend of freedom since the city's 12-week lockdown came to an end. The state yesterday recorded zero cases and zero deaths. Victoria's chief health officer says transitioning away from universal mask wearing may not be far off. If there's no transmission at all, uh, masks uh, are not a, a requirement. Under the government's roadmap, Victorians' last step to COVID normal will come after 14 days of no new cases. A catastrophe has been declared following Queensland's weekend of super storms and the repair bill could be as much as $1 billion. Severe thunderstorms hammered the state's southeast, dropping cricket ball-sized hail in some areas. Thousands of homes were without power while the SES received more than 1,900 calls for help. It was the worst hailstorm to hit Queensland in six years. 
A man has been charged over a horror crash in Sydney's southwest that claimed the lives of two teenage boys and left a third in hospital. It's alleged the group had stolen a car prior to the crash at Abbotsbury. Police say a 37-year-old man who witnessed the theft allegedly chased the trio in another vehicle and may have contributed to the fatal crash. The man has been granted bail and will face court later this month. With just two days until election day, the US presidential candidates are in their final stretch of campaigning. Both Donald Trump and Joe Biden will be hitting battleground states today. The president will again be in North Carolina, while his opponent will be in Philadelphia. Meantime, business owners across the country have boarded up their shop fronts, concerned people will take to the streets in anger regardless of the election result. We will cross live to the US for the latest on the campaign trail ahead in our bulletin. Economic forecasters have issued a dire warning of what's at stake if Australia doesn't take decisive action now to combat climate change. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Taylor. New modelling shows a very bleak economic outlook. It does, Jody. Good morning. According to one group of leading economists, Australia will suffer the economic equivalent of a COVID-19 crisis every year by 2050 if action isn't taken immediately. New modelling by Deloitte Access Economics shows achieving a net zero emissions objective is now an economic necessity. They believe that without new growth plan for the, for the economy, $3.4 trillion of GDP could be lost while also claiming 800 80,000 jobs over the next 50 years. Deloitte economist Chris Richardson says the federal and state governments should direct tens of billions of infrastructure spending and stimulus spending into projects that future-proof the economy against the impacts of a warming climate. The report comes as Labor grapples with how to approach its climate policy. Senior ministers had clashed over whether to back the government's gas-led economic recovery plan but have recently agreed to support new gas fields and pipelines. The agreement doesn't, however, address the key question of their emissions reduction targets with Labor that Labor will take to the next election. That decision could take up to a year. Jody. OK, Taylor, thank you. There are fears our shellfish exports could be the next victim of ongoing trade disputes between Australia and China. Tons of live Australian lobsters are stranded on the tarmac at a Chinese airport following clearance issues. Beef, barley and wine have been caught up in rising tensions between Australia and China in recent months after disputes over the coronavirus and foreign interference. A teenager will face court today over the death of a Queensland mother. 39-year-old Lisa Hund was found stabbed to death in her Bundaberg home on Friday morning. A 16-year-old boy has been charged with murder. Police want anyone who may have dash cam footage of Kepnock Road at around the time of the murder to come forward. BP will cut 20% of its Australian staff after announcing it will close its Quinana refinery in WA. The Australian reports the British oil and gas giant has started the process of cutting about 200 office roles. That's in addition to the 600 manufacturing jobs to go within six months following the decision on Friday. Around 50 people have been evacuated from an RSL club on Sydney's Lower North Shore overnight following an electrical fire. A passerby raised the alarm after spotting a sign alight at the rear entrance of the club at Chatswood. Fire crews managed to contain the blaze to the outside of the building, but there was a small amount of smoke damage inside. Nobody was injured. 
There have been extraordinary scenes in Turkey as rescuers continue their search for survivors following a devastating earthquake. Cheers could be heard as survivors were pulled from the rubble, but tragically the death toll from the disaster has risen to at least 60. In the Turkish city of Izmir, rescuers sift through piles of concrete and debris, a race to find survivors buried beneath the collapsed buildings. Found in the rubble of an apartment block, a 16-year-old girl. Frightened and distressed, the rescuer takes her hand, assuring the teen her mother is waiting outside. Finally, she's free. Her rescuers return to save her dog. Here, another delicate but desperate rush. Large slabs of concrete pulled off a man's body. He's alive, surviving 33 hours alone in the rubble. Dozens were killed across Turkey and Greece in Friday's quake, more than 800 injured. But there have been more than 100 rescues. It's not clear how many others are still trapped. Turkish President Erdogan visited the devastation in the city of Izmir, where 20 buildings collapsed. Day and night, crews are working to pull survivors free, while loved ones wait for news. Gina Trahan, 7 News. England is preparing to go back into a month-long lockdown with scientists warning the virus is spreading faster than their worst predictions. A stay-at-home order has been issued for all of England until at least December 2. With a virus this malignant um, and with its capacity to move so quickly, um, it would be foolish to predict with absolute certainty what will happen in four weeks' time. The UK is recording more than 20,000 new cases a day and scientists say the worst-case scenario of 80,000 dead could be exceeded. A super typhoon has smashed into the Philippines, bringing catastrophic winds and torrential rain. Typhoon Goni is the strongest storm recorded anywhere in the world so far this year. At least four people have died and nearly 350,000 are in evacuation centres. Residents have been warned to expect landslides, flash flooding and a powerful storm surge. Up to 31 million people could be affected by the typhoon. A man's been arrested following a Halloween stabbing rampage in Canada. Two people were killed and another five were injured in the attack in Quebec City. Police warned residents to remain indoors as they hunted for the attacker, who was dressed in medieval clothing and armed with a bladed weapon. There's no word on a possible motive for the attack. Israel has begun human trials for its COVID-19 vaccine candidate. 80 volunteers will initially take part in a trial that will be expanded to more than 900 people in December. A third stage with 30,000 volunteers is scheduled for April and May. If the vaccine proves to be successful, it could be ready for the general public by midway through next year. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Checking finance now, Wall Street was down over the weekend. The Dow Jones closed 157 points lower. The Nasdaq also fell. In London, the FTSE was relatively flat. Germany's DAX fell slightly. <clears throat> On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,878 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 37.94 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 70.26 US cents, 73.5 Japanese yen, and $1.06 New Zealand. For many, keeping a clean house has been a priority during the pandemic. For others, it's become critical, with fears infection could be deadly. One Sydney woman took matters into her own hands, producing her very own cleaning product. You'd never know from looking at him, but Steve Westlake has spent the pandemic in fear. He suffers from a rare illness similar to MS, called myasthenia gravis. It's where uh, your immune system attacks the T-cells. At home, with a weakened immune system, even a flu could have been deadly. Then COVID-19 hit. I felt very vulnerable, very scary. Steve's wife Sophie searched for a product to sterilise their home, but she couldn't find anything on the market proven to kill COVID while also being safe to use on household surfaces. So she drew on her science background to create her own product. The active ingredient is a quaternary ammonium compound. It was proven to be safe. It was used across, or is used across, a range of different markets. So I felt confident that using that as the main active ingredient. Her creation, Virasol, has gone from household remedy to being approved by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. Produced in Sydney, tested by an international lab headquartered in Luxembourg. We're endeavouring to ensure that the products that are supplied to the market are indeed uh, effective as they claim to be on the label. There are many substances which can kill COVID-19, though very few which are safe to use in places where people live, eat and work. Which is why the search is on for something which can kill COVID-19 without the use of harmful chemicals. Similar products are also in the pipeline, set to keep Australians safe in the office and at home. Christian Galpset, 7 News. It's the final sprint towards the US election and both parties are ramping up their pitch to voters. Live now to US correspondent Paul Kadak in Hickory, North Carolina, another stop on the president's list today. Paul, a mammoth day for the president. Good morning, Jody. Yeah, that's right. As we hit the last 48 hours before Election Day, a new national poll confirms Joe Biden in the lead, but that there's a much closer race in key battleground states like here in North Carolina, where we're expecting the president in a few hours. Behind me, you can see his supporters who are lining up to be bussed to the rally site on a day that Donald Trump will be attending five rallies in five states, a repeat of his event-packed schedule leading up to the election four years ago. He started his day in Michigan, where he was up against some pretty freezing cold weather, some wind and even snow as he touted the US economy and lashed out at his arrival. The damage that Biden and Harris would inflict would endure for many generations. You can't fix it easy. A recent Gallup poll found that 56% of Americans say they are better off today 
than they were four years ago under Obama. Now Biden. for Michigan, he has headed to Iowa. A news survey there showing he is in the lead there. He'll head here to North Carolina, then to Georgia before finishing his day after midnight in Florida. While Joe Biden, who is campaigning yesterday with Barack Obama in Michigan, will be doubling down in the key toss-up state of Pennsylvania, holding two events there, including one called Souls to the Poles with churchgoers, this being Sunday here. A record 93 million Americans have already cast their votes so far. The, both men will be making their last-minute appeals to those who will finally make their choice on Election Day. Jody. Getting close now. OK, thanks, Paul. In sport, Irish horse Anthony Van Dyke has moved into favouritism for tomorrow's Melbourne Cup after drawing barrier three. The eight international runners are putting the finishing touches on their preparations at Werribee Quarantine Centre. Ashwin claimed the final spot in the field with a last-to-first win in Saturday's Hotham Stakes at Flemington. The German stayer will jump from the outside barrier. There's an injury scare for Queensland days before Origin 1. Rookie winger Xavier Coates crashed hard on his shoulder at training this morning. He needs scans with suspected AC joint damage. When he went down there, I went and um, sat with him for a minute or two, just talking to him, and I honestly didn't think it was bad. After James Tedesco declared himself fit, it's all smooth for the Blues before kick-off in Adelaide. The Adelaide Crows have until Wednesday to match St Kilda's bid for Brad Crouch after the Saints lodged paperwork with the AFL to sign the free agent. The Crows have been offered a second round pick as compensation and are likely to force a trade with the Victorian club. New Carlton signing Zach Williams says being closer to family and moving into the midfield were the reasons for leaving GWS. Opportunity in there again. I know I'm not going to just walk in and play, you know, right next to, right alongside Paddy Cripps and Welsh and all those young boys. But I know I've got to get down there and work hard. Williams signed a six-year deal with the Blues. Dan Ricciardo took out his second podium finish in three races at the Emilia-Romagna GP. Max Verstappen wasn't too happy after his tyre exploded mid-race with only 11 laps remaining. But Ricciardo avoided the chaos, holding off the chasing pack for his second third place of the season. Holy mac and cheese balls. <laughs> That's another f podium. Ricardo even got Lewis Hamilton to share in a celebratory shoey. Hamilton can wrap up the world title in Turkey next week after taking the win. Next year's Tour Down Under has been cancelled due to international riders unlikely to be allowed into the country. A smaller domestic cycling festival will take its place around South Australia instead. Organisers expect it to run in 2022. Cost-conscious shoppers will soon be able to buy recycled iPhones at the supermarket. Coles has announced it will start reselling Apple mobile devices at a discounted price. Refurbished iPhone 7s will go on sale at stores across the country. The phones have undergone a rigorous inspection process to ensure each device is genuine and in good condition. The recycled iPhones will cost $259. 
Taking a look at the weather around the country now, multiple troughs and a front in the west are causing rain and widespread thunderstorms, some severe in the inland south. A low in the east is generating showers and the odd storm offshore. High pressure is keeping elsewhere mostly settled. Around the capitals today, a mostly sunny day for Brisbane, a top of 28 degrees. Sydney fine and 22, Canberra 23 and sunny, Melbourne a foggy start with cloud clearing to a sunny day and a high of 25. Hobart 23 today, a mostly sunny, Adelaide 30 and clear, Perth a possible thunderstorm atop of 21 and sunny and 35 degrees in Darwin. And that's 7 Early News for this Monday the 2nd of November.